You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. George Russick, Matt Rose. Matt, you, every What's time up? we kick off the show, you do the same thing. Like, you stand up, you get excited. But you know what I have noticed? What? You don't really stand up for that long of a period of time. You do it for maybe the first two minutes, and then you just... You go back to, sit- it's about- you know sitting's the new smoking, right? Yeah, I try and get like 12, 15 minutes in. And then I usually have to check something out on the computer, something like that. And we don't have like a raised desk here. It's actually quite low. Mm-hmm. And frankly, the screens, the angles isn't good. You can't see that much. So yeah, eventually I do end up plopping back down. Yep. But try and stand for a little bit. Get a little energy going. I like that. Shake it out. Man, we got a we got a big show. We got mm. well, it's it's called a big show. Nice. But we got a big well show. Done. Good we job. Got, we got a blockbuster show today. Uh, Frank Saravalli. Uh, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff at 7 o'clock. Talk about your Flames dropping that preseason game in Winnipeg last night, 5 nothing. I I bet no. he was watching. You think so? No. Okay. Joe Siddle. You watch him on Sportsnet. Blue Jays analyst. Going to join us at 8 o'clock. Talk about the Jays and Mariners. Game one tomorrow. Note the time. 2 o'clock. So this is what you should be doing tomorrow. Oh, Okay. It's going to be You're beautiful. Going to lay it out. It's going to be beautiful in Calgary tomorrow. It's the day before the long weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're not feeling the best heading into tomorrow. A couple of sniffles kicking in this afternoon, maybe. Uh-huh. Little tickle in the back of the throat. Yeah, little mm. little, little groundwork. Mm. A couple of those in the Do office those at work. Just like, mm. <sighs> is it a little dry in here? Mm. Huh, I took my reactant today. I don't know what this mm. is. It's just mm. so this is what you do. You lay the ground, number one, lay the groundwork for potentially calling in sick. Number two, mm. you tee it up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a little bit of golf. 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Right as soon as, as soon as the sun's out. Get home, watch Jay, or listen to it. Watch Jays and Mariners, or listen to it. And then maybe make your way down to the dome for some preseason puck, Flames and Jets. 7 o'clock, the finale for the preseason. Oh, my God. Both time. Yeah, right. Why are they playing eight games in the preseason? Can you explain that to me? No, I can't. It's a lot. It's too much. Way they had a lot much. last year, too. Why? And Daryl hated, hated it. it. Yeah, but why? why? They don't have to. The I Jets have, are only playing six games. I think you only have to play, what is it, three or four maximum that you or minimum that you actually have to play. But no, for some reason, Do they we, like to get out and about. Can we get an answer to that? I wonder if it's something where it's like, hey, if we're going to play... In your building, you you have to come and play in ours. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay. It well, snowballs? Yeah. So all of a sudden, you you wanted mm. to, you, you really just wanted the Jets, Oilers, and Canucks to come to town. But now you got to go to Vancouver. And now you got to go, and now you're going to Seattle. And now you're going to Edmonton, too. Just. It's a lot. Snowballs. Yeah. Should have left the Jets one. I would have been fine without seeing the preseason Jets. Yeah. Kraken um, twice? Sure. Oilers, Canucks? Yeah. Fine. Jets aren't even the same division. Yeah. Who cares? Tomorrow it's done, though. 
and then we get things done for real on Thursday. Ross Tucker, NFL Insider, CBS Sports at 830 is going to join us. Tee up this Monday night or tonight. Mm. Indianapolis at Denver. It's a battle of two disappointing teams. Yeah. And we'll get uh, Ross's take. I don't, you've never, have you interviewed Joe Siddle? Yes, I have interviewed okay, he's Joe. Great. And Joe's that great. I do really enjoy. And Joe's a very handsome man. Yes. As is Ross Tucker. Uh, Ross Tucker's great. Uh, the Ross Tucker podcast as well. Uh, he'll join us. He's a food aficionado himself. Oh, but he likes foodie. to, he likes to, if you follow him on Twitter, he likes to take a lot of photos of like media spreads. Oh, and kind of grade the spreads at yeah. different events. So when I make my way down to the dome to watch games, Tell me about the media spread. Oh. Do we have to? Do, we, do like, you, are you I re- sure you really want to get okay, into so that? I've, it's not great. I've been down. I remember I did the, I went down in 2018, watched the Bruins and Flames. Uh-huh. The production line was doing a great job. The, the perfection line, excuse me. The production line with like Sid, Sil Apps and like Gordy <laughs> Howe from like the 19. They're all, they've been all dead for like 60 years. <laughs> the perfection line when the Bruins and Flames were here. I mm. remember the media spread was... It was okay. Like it was food. You get um you know, you get your catered dinner, five bucks. Yeah. Throw it down. It's fine. My favorite part is usually uh this nice silver dome that's usually filled with some sort of a a warm dessert. Okay. That's usually an, a nice uh nice little hit on the way up to the press box. Okay. And then when you get up there, it's um it's popcorn and coffee and pop. That's it, eh? That's it. No Hagen Dazs. No Hagen Dazs. Mm. No sir. Get a pocket dog though if you go down to the. That's but you have to pay have for to, it. That's yeah, not the that's point. That's, that is yeah. going into the saddle dome and yeah. just getting commodities that anybody can get. That is not yeah. the media spread. That's fair. What is the one meal there you look forward to? That you're like, oh man, they're making this sloppy chose. Do they do sloppy chose down <laughs> at the dome? Well, I don't. Honestly, nothing comes to mind where I'm like. Yes. Yes. Roast beef. Let's go. They do some good ones. Like the the schnitzel's usually pretty good, Ooh. but it's also very rare. Okay. Like you, you don't see that one very often. That's pretty much it. They do some spatzel, which is like a, a noodle dish on the side. Okay. That's sometimes good. But honestly, um, I don't want to rain on the parade too much here, yeah. but it's... Don't be excited. It's not. Okay. You're going to. Well, what you're doing is. I'm for go- me, you know why I like it? Hmm. Because I don't eat a lot of vegetables. Oh, okay. And they do have a, a nice salad bar. And I'll get a, a nice big plate of salad. I think one of the most amazing things that you said you don't eat a lot of vegetables. I think one of the most amazing things about Al Michaels is probably the greatest play-by-play announcer in the history of North American sports. I don't think there's any question that Al Michaels is number one. Right. It's called the biggest events ever, multiple Super Bowls, mm-hmm. you know, the miracle on ice. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels, is a, he's called a ton of stuff. He claims, and I've interviewed him, and I asked him this question. He's never eaten a vegetable in his life. How is that even possible? I don't think that's, I, I find that hard to believe. Like, A, as a child, you probably had some sort of muck that had vegetables in it. Yeah. Before you were sentient. Mm-hmm. You know, before you were like nine or ten or whatever it is, when you become sentient finally, mm-hmm. you have to have had vegetables. And how do you just go throughout? Also, wouldn't you die? Like it's scurvy. Yeah, like, wouldn't you just scurvy. like shrivel up? Like, isn't that what we were taught in school that if you don't yeah. have your five food groups, you just cease to exist? Listen, if you're something like that, if you're if you want to get into this business and don't, 
Uh, but if you did, <laughs> if you wanted to, please, God, don't. Go, like, into a trade. Pick up plumbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Electrician. I know many of those maybe, trades. Maybe Good dudes. get behind a lathe and do some woodworking. Sure. Like, people need all of that stuff. We don't need Nurses, more of this. Doctors, yeah, you don't teachers. need more of this in the world. No. Please. No. Maybe just stop eating vegetables if you want to be a media superstar like Al Michaels. Just stop. No more vegetables for you. And then you get a beautiful <laughs> comb over that Al has. You know what? It always seems tempting to just go no vegetables, but you, the body just is not yeah. meant for it. Like You start to feel so bad. And yeah. I wonder if he's just set a baseline that... Like, I wonder if he just generally feels bad, but you compare it to the baseline of never having vegetables. So he's like, yeah, this is just fine for me. Mm. Or is there or is there something more there? You think if he had like a big bowl of broccoli, his heart would just stop immediately <laughs> his, from the sulfur? Body it's like, no, the, what is what's, going what is going this? into shock? It's what like insulin shock. Yeah, no kidding. Beat it. Um, We're going to have a segment today. Mm. Uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. That's Hooray. coming up at 730. It's going to be myself, Matty Rose, producer Patrick Dumas. We're going to make. We're going to pick a six pack of games. That smooth Carolina smoke, Dumas. We're going to pick six games each from the weekend. Sides or totals, whichever way you want to go. Sure, sure. We're going to keep track of this for the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. including playoffs. Whoa! A listener is going to call in. Three listeners are going to call in. Whoa! Saying at seven thirty. And you're going to pick a pony for the week. You're going to saddle up? Yeah. You either pick myself, Maddie, or Patrick. If, you, if you've been listening to Inside the Lines, stay the hell away from me. Fade, fade, <laughs> fade. You pick a pony, and then there is an, an incredible rare prize that you'll be able to win. It's very rare. I'm going to tweet out the prize later on in the show, but this thing is so coveted. Mm-hmm. It is probably one of the best sports memorabilia things on the planet. Whoa. And you'll get a chance to win it. And we'll find out Monday whether or not you win it. And then we will mail this piece of sports memorabilia. It'll probably have to be delivered in a Brinks truck. Yeah. Is it Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball? No. And that guy is the worst. Is it Albert Pujols' 703rd RBI ball? So, oh, my God. This guy's just winning at life, and we're just (laughs) losers. But... This prize is so incredible, mm. you're going to want to try to get in and call to pick a pony. And now I have to ask you guys this question. Yeah. What is the bet between the three of us? Oh, for the end? Yes. Is it something demeaning? Is it like a dinner? Like, what are you guys feeling for us to have our own little internal competition? I like a little bit of both. Okay, demeaning and dinner? Yeah. A Double demeaning D? dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a demeaning dinner? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't know either. That's there, like one of those where you have to like take the blow-up doll and go have dinner with it at a Denny's? Seen that before in fantasy football. That's okay. Like last that's, place, a, that's a tough uh, loss. Last yep. place has you have to, to do go that. and eat, yeah, more, eat all the waffles and okay, stuff Okay, like so that. you know what? Why don't we open uh, the text line? 960, Punishments? 960. Throw it out there. Yeah, what 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 should our bet be? For <laughs> like, absolute let's not last get, place? Yeah, let's not get crazy like shaving a head or getting a tattoo like you're with Guy Fieri's entourage. <laughs> but give us 960, 960, name and location, please. What, what should be the bet between the three of us for the NFL pick segment Thursday mornings? I have a couple ideas. Okay. 
I know you got coffee runs and water runs because we got to go get coffee and water during the show quite a bit. Yeah. So you could do that during the breaks. I also, um, I, I find that people in our line of business are terrible singers. Yeah. So I like to try and make losers sing on the air. Okay. So like right. singing happy birthday to the other two on their respective birthdays would be nice. Hmm. Or something along those lines. A different song, perhaps. Maybe the text line could help us out. I, I'm, I'm thinking more if he had to sing and have to be some sort of Adele song. That pops Adele, immediately to my head. Yeah, you got to really uh, have the wide-ranging notes, which <laughs> yeah. we all certainly possess. Of course. Yeah. Um, I nine sixty nine sixty. Get those texts rolling in. Uh, we I'd love to hear some suggestions for our NFL pick segment. And a listener has a chance to win an incredible piece of sports memorabilia. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Aaron Judge thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll do an update in the Rose Report more on the Aaron Judge stuff. We got a whole bunch of fan stuff in the Rose Report yeah, today. But I wanted to, uh, I just quickly wanted to talk about. Did you hear about the guy who caught the Pujols seventy third home run? Yeah, that's a that's a big L. So uh, I didn't get his name, but the dude who caught Albert Pujols' last regular season home run, number 703, the record breaker. Like, this is it. This is the ball that's worth the most. Broke Babe Ruth's RBI record with this ball. Yeah, like Albert Pujols wants this thing. He's super horny to get this ball back. Yes. This fan left the stadium without getting it authenticated. Oh, no. That is like... It's like you you play your regular lottery numbers every week, and then all of a sudden your numbers pop up on 649, and then you're trying to go to the lottery corporation and say, well, these are my numbers. I play them every week, but I didn't play them this week, but just give me the money anyway. But trust me, I always play them. Yeah. That's what that guy did. And then he said he'd go back the next day and get it authenticated. And well, they it doesn't were like, work that's, that way. That's not how it works, bro. No, you have to do it immediately. Yeah. So the guy's literally cost himself probably... Hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not at least a million dollars for a baseball. Which, by the way, it's it's crazy when we throw around all these numbers. Oh, Does yeah. Aaron Judge really want to spend like two or three million dollars on his baseball? Does he care that much? There's an auction house that's already offered a uh, buddy who caught it, two Schmill. And he doesn't know and what he's going to do with it. That's your first offer. And again, if you go back and do more research on this guy, you're going to end up hating him. But, like... Does, does Aaron Judge want to spend like $2 million on the ball? Does it matter that much to him? Well, depending on what that next contract looks like, it's probably going to be a drop in the bucket. That's but I, mean. I understand your point. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I hit it. Like, he caught it. Great for you. I think, I believe it was Aaron Judge who said he didn't really, he wasn't as worried about the 60 second. Like, I know Pujols wanted that ball back. Yeah. But I think Judge was like, meh. If I get it, yeah. cool. But I'm not. I don't think it's worth. I don't think he's gonna drop two schmill on it. There's so many better ways you could use the money, George. Well, yeah. Well, but when when it's those guys, they live lives that we can never imagine. So they're they're winning at life, and you and I are grinding, waking up at four thirty every day. But they're winning at life. I just don't. The guy left the park without off, like getting it. Now I like. Come on, how? I don't understand. I just, you. how can you be that stupid? I also didn't know that there were just authenticators all over MLB parks that you just like, what, you just go to like customer services and you're like, hey. Are are you guys ready to uh, spend the best $150 you've ever spent in your lives? Sure. You can can buy, well, this is, I don't care, it's our company. You can buy a game used ball from a Blue Jay game at the Rogers Center Mm. uh, gift store. 
for $150. I think I was telling Maddie this, and they have an authenticator code on them. And if you go to the MLB film room, you print in that code, you can find the exact play where Ooh. that ball was hit. Wow. Neato. Did you see this ground ball to short that Bo Bichette just <laughs> threw Anthony Santander? The- <laughs> Did you see that? That's the ball. That throw Bo made from short to Vladdy? In game 89 in the yeah. regular season? When the Blue Jays were up 2-1 pretty- in the third? I think that's cool. That's the ball for 150 bucks. That's cool. I know. I didn't know it was that expensive. It's 150 for just a standard ball. I wonder yeah. if they've got increments. They're like, well, this was a home run in like a, it was a meaningless game. Okay. Maybe it's a that, home run against the Tigers. Sure. This maybe, one's 200. Maybe that third homer early in the season that Vladdy hit at Yankee Stadium. Maybe sure. that would be super cool to have. You're like, hey, remember that home run? Yeah. You remember it vividly, especially right in the middle of the Flames playoff run. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you remember watching it vividly. <laughs> But, yeah, a foul ball or, like, a ball that was just, you know, chopped at home plate and it was scuffed a little bit and they just threw it to the side. There you go. Authenticated. I'm imagining, like, a like a bin at Walmart, like one of the big ones with yeah. the DVDs where yeah. you have to, like, rummage around and <laughs> yeah. it, like, says like, what it is on the old video games. Yeah, you're like, what is, oh, this is, like, a foul ball against <laughs> okay. the Tigers. Oh, like, that's, oh, holy smokes, like, 100th RBI of the season. Maybe, okay. maybe that diving catch Springer had in the summer where yeah, he totally that was went cool. Superman. Sure. But if you have some benign play that you're <laughs> dropping $150 on, I don't get it. A Rymel Tapia grounder to second. Yeah. Ooh, Rymel Tapia <laughs> hit that ball. Gabby Moreno. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Rymel Tapia's uh, blonde dreads, you probably wouldn't even know who the guy was if he walked by you. Yeah, that's fact. Yeah, that's bona fide fact. Like, how much would you? How much would you spend for like, like an like? Do they do that? They don't do that here. Like, would you? I would, don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think to let, the same extent. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Lindholm gets a hat trick against the Avalanche in the season opener. And you can buy that puck where he scored the Hattie with. Would you buy it if it was authenticated? I think some fans might, but 150 bucks, you're getting up there. Like if you're talking like, yeah, like 40 bucks, a nice little gift for a friend, something like that, that might be kind of cool. Yeah. But once you get into triple digits, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's too much. That grounder to third that Matt Chapman picked up and threw out. Um, Anthony Rizzo, 150 bucks. There you go. I do like watching Matt awesome Chapman. stuff. Yeah, he's great. But that's 150 bucks. Yeah. That's like six Jays tickets. Yeah, it is. Well, no. Is it? No. I no. I mean, no. Four Jays no, no, tickets. Not last year in the 500. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. And they had Looney Dogs, too, on Tuesdays. They were selling a lot of pork missiles. Yeah. A lot you, of meatsicles out the door. Do you guys, steaks. Do you guys know what the 999 challenge is? I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. You guys have never heard of the 999 challenge? No. I haven't now, either. Okay, so I what well, I'm going to tell you what it is. And then you got to give me the hockey equivalent to what that would be down at the dome for a Flames game. Okay. The 999 challenge is and believe me, you have to be such an elite athlete. You need to be in the top 1% on this planet to pull off this feat of just incredible human strength and perseverance. This feels like a Joey Chestnut type of thing. Yeah, it is. The 999 challenge is this. Nine beers. And by the way, I hate when people go nine beer. Yeah, I realize the plural of beer is beer. I understand that. But nobody says nine. I had nine beer last night. It's so. Okay. Nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine innings. 
<sighs> See, I, the, think, I think I could do it. You think so? Yeah, I think I could. It depends on how long those innings are. Are we doing a two and a half hour or three and a half hour game? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Got to do a hot dog and a beer and inning. And I think the biggest problem with this feat is once you break the seal, well, you're mm. doing the money thing too, but once you break the seal, that's it. You're in trouble because you got to keep running and doing that. But you're going in and out every inning to get a fresh pint and a fresh dog anyways yeah. because they've got the limits on how many you can grab. It's not like you can just go at the first inning and be like, top me up with nine, I'll get a tray and I'll, I'll see you down in my seats in three hours long. Like you got to be going back and forth all day. So I'm not too worried about that in particular. I honestly think it might help, you know, moving around, getting those dogs moving around a little bit. Right. It'd be a lot easier if you were doing cocktails. The beer is, I think, the trickiest part. Now, nine beers in three hours, you'd be pretty mangled by the end of it, too. Yeah, no, you would. Uh, I'd be slurring my words like crazy. I'd probably be passed out in my seat by the eighth inning. But producer Patrick Dumas, like what, what would be, I think the hot dogs is the tougher part. You know what? Yeah, I think the hot dogs would be the more uh, the more difficult thing. I'm worried about if you're going to a stadium that has really slow concessions, and you you don't have you have like a half an inning to get this thing down. <laughs> this guy's worried about logistics. I'm getting into this thing. I'm getting like you got like <laughs> now what you got to go on like a Tuesday afternoon when it's dead at the ballpark. How much of the baseball do I actually have to watch? Can I just hang out on the concourse yeah, and like just... go line and back and forth and just <laughs> Sure. If you can manage to eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers in nine innings, do Does it, it have however to be you want. in each inning? Like but generally could, I, you're or could spo- I do like three in the first no, inning? No, no. You're supposed to be in your seat and you're supposed to do one in inning. Ooh. One of each and every inning. You're watching the game, you're crushing a dog, you crush a beer. Rinse and repeat for nine innings. That's the nine 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 challenge. You know, Pat does bring up a tough challenge because you're looking at what ninety second turnaround from bottom to top of inning. Yeah, and you got to get from your seat. Innings are going to be quicker and, next year too with the pitch clock. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you gotta you gotta That's shove that thing point. down your pie hole as quickly as possible. You gotta. Now what? Okay, so that's the nine 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 challenge mm-hmm. in baseball, yeah, right? Yeah. What would be the equivalent in hockey? You'd have to go every commercial break. Because no, but I mean, like, you can't do nine. It'd have to be the three, three, and three challenge because there's three periods. But there's four segments to every period because of... Commercial? Commercials. Like, three so... beers, three slices of pizza each period. The three, three, and three challenge. <laughs> what about that? So you're still drinking nine beers, yeah, and yeah. you're having nine slices of pizza. Yeah. Is I... that possible in a period? The three-squared challenge. Yeah. The root of three. Yeah, I think could that be done? (sighs) Like, and then you have all intermission to get rid of the beer, deal with it. Yeah, I don't think that sounds as daunting as nine nine nine. Yeah, I think maybe like back in the day, I I maybe would have been able to do that, but that's a lot of gluten for nowadays. It's okay. (laughs) It's a lot of bread, George. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about now, and the beer too. Like what? Yeah, I'm trying to think what the hockey equivalent of that the, would be. The pocket dogs would be one. Yeah. Well, three, mm, three pocket dogs in it. Uh, period. Pizza, pocket dog. Oh, dome nachos. Okay. What if you had to do a pocket dog, a slice of pizza, and a plate of nachos in and each period, and three, three beers. beers? There you go. <laughs> That's the three, three, got three challenge. Yeah. Is that possible? Possible. Yes. How big are the dome nachos though? Small is 
No, I, I like yeah, it's, bigger than movie theater nachos. Man, nah, no, I'd say a little bit smaller. Okay. Probably the ones you get from like Seven Eleven size. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk about the cornerstone of a nutritious breakfast, by the way. Seven oh. Eleven nachos, there first thing. Oh, with that cheese <laughs> and a corn dog that's been on the roller for twelve hours. Sign yeah. me up. A taquito. Um, I remember in in downtown Niagara Falls, which by the way is gritty. Yeah, downtown Niagara Falls is gritty, and at the Seven Eleven there, they used to have uh, fried chicken. Like, if you want to talk about a place where you need to get your fried chicken, it's Seven Eleven. When I think of premium fried chicken, Seven Eleven would probably be the first place. Because why? You mix in a Slurpee with it. Yeah. Hey, there's a couple Seven Elevens around here that, that sell the fried chicken in, in a bucket. Yeah. Not in a well, they give me a bucket. No, this was oh, KFC style, Patrick. Oh, okay. You can okay. get like twelve pieces wow. of seven. I remember this vividly. Twelve pieces of Seven Eleven deep fried chicken. I am mix in a Slurpee. Gross, 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 gross. All right. Um, I don't shoot us a text. No. What What would be the hockey equivalent down at the dome for the nine 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 challenge? Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. And. I- I think it's pocket dog pizza, chosen beer. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if our one of our listeners can can top that. A better idea there. Nine sixty. Now I want to try. Na- well, there you go. Name and location. One of those games where you're not even worried about covering it. You're just. You definitely need to get dropped off tomorrow. Yep. Well, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tomorrow's a great time to do it. Preseason game against the Jets. It's a great time at it. What what a great way to end a day of going golfing during the day because you called in sick for work. You watch the Blue Jays game and then you do the three three and three challenge that we just made up at the Flames game. That's a plan. That's a plan. You that's know, a Friday. You know what else? You're going to be in rough shape yeah. Saturday Sunday, but that's a Friday. <laughs> you, you know what else is a plan? What's uh, a plan? The Rose Report Bingo. straight ahead. Uh, top of the next hour, Frank Saravalli, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff. I yeah. stood the whole segment. You did. Are you, are you, are you, is your back sore? Are you okay? No. Okay. I think I'm going to be good. All right. And then your chance to win a prized piece of sporting memorabilia as we do our NFL bet segment. I'm telling you, this is one of the most coveted pieces of sports memorabilia. And I just like to say memorabilia. Yeah, no, you I, could, you that, could, that's, yeah, apparent. You could, you could win by taking us. Which pony are you going to ride? Which horse are you getting on on the back of? Get your saddle, know, fellas. Whatever analogy you want to use for horses and riding horses. Yeah, get your spurs. Get your chaps on, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, <laughs> the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. At the top of the next hour, Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, will join us. Some bold takes there from Frankie. Um, we'll ask him, does he, maybe he can shine some light on why the hell the Flames play eight preseason games. Yeah. What's with that? And what's, what go, what's the thought process and all of that? Um, mm. uh, before we get to the, the Rose report, um, thank you for all your feedback. Uh, keep them rolling in nine sixty nine sixty name and location. I explained to the, the gentleman yeah. what the nine, nine, nine challenge is. Uh-huh. Nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine innings at a baseball game. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what the hockey equivalent would be. So you could try to accomplish that at the Dome. Lots of text rolling in telling me about the dangers of drinking too many draft beers at the Dome. Dome foam. Yeah. Um, the term um, a certain drug with a beer has been thrown around a lot. Yep. Um, is it the only thing I, what I've read so far in the text line, 
The only thing I can equate it to is it like stripper beer, like strip club beer. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah you know what? I kind of get that. <laughs> what? The, Patrick what the just jumps what? right on that like a fumble. <laughs> Patrick knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's, it, it has a it different, hits different feel. It, it a, hits different, yeah. right, Patrick? Yes. For some reason, when you get that smudgy glass at the strip club, it just hits different, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. You get drunker faster. Then all the, of a sudden, the, the, the $5 man. and $20 bills keep coming out of your wallet. <laughs> But I don't know what you're talking about. See, Patrick knows exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Apparently. You know why? Because he's lived. Uh, <laughs> that's, lived. that's what we'll go with. He's yeah, lived. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I lived, man. So a dome, so that's the only like what I'm reading from the text line about what they're explaining at the dome. To me, right away, I think stripper beer. Strip club beer. Which yeah, is a yes. little gritty. Sure. You, know, you get it in that smaller glass, too. Yeah, yeah it's got a and lot more bubbles on the side of the yeah, glass because it's certainly not and, clean. And there's barely any head on the beer. The foam. There's so much innuendo I could have used there, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, not, job, today, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. Not <laughs> today. But yeah, I, I definitely now have to go to a Flames game, yeah. sit there with all, all the peeps, and start crushing some dome the, beers. The older the concession, the better. Okay. Because there, you are just you saying the beer they're, has they're a lot gritty. of character? <laughs> has a lot of character on that beer? Yeah. Um, experience. Okay. And you know what? You can't buy experience, George. You know you can't. Uh, but we can buy is a, a sponsorship for your for your Rose Report. And this morning report is brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility, where they'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes on Fifty First Ave. Third Street, Southeast. After Marty all that, Ro- you're up. Sorry, go ahead, Al. <laughs> Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Marl. Rose. Some of these texts are getting a little offside, but that's fine. We love you all anyways. Thursday morning report. <laughs> I just got a text. This is Alberta. We don't throw bills at the strip club. We throw toonies. Yeah, all right. we do. Okay, sorry. We also don't put our name and location on our text, yeah. George. God, man. Could you just let us Albertans be? My goodness. Hey, listen, you just, (laughs) okay. Oh, sorry. We'll throw, we'll throw tunies instead of fives. Okay. Like, is that a bad thing? Anyway. Uh, Morning report, Georgie. Let's get it. Uh, Stinker in the peg. Week five. The NFL is here. Bolivar Mitchell is still here. And we got the wild card schedule set for the MLB wild card round. So let's dive in with the flames. Another exhibition game. Some intriguing lines. (laughs) Hubert O. Lindell. Play that again. Play that again. Another exhibition what a, here. What a joy it is. What a joy it is that that guy's the head coach. It's the best. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah, it's the best. I believe the question was, what are the challenges when you have to face them again on Friday? And yeah. he went, uh... Another exhibition here. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> why are we playing our eighth preseason game here? Why, why am, are we doing this? Why, why are we risking injury here? Why am I in Winnipeg? Another exhibition here. Yeah. Some intriguing lines. Hubert Lindholm to Foley. They were a unit again. Dubé skated with Kadri and Manjapani once again. Fresh Ooh. off waivers. Radom Zahorna skated with Adam Rzichka and Blake Coleman. Finally, it was Lucic, Rooney, and Richie on the fourth unit. D-pairs, bit of a shuffle as well. Uyghur and Tanev, Zadorov and Anderson, Hannafin and Stone. So a big shuffle for sure. Remember those pairings. I got a clip I want to play on that. Coming up in a little bit. The first period was fine. Shots were 10-8 in Calgary's favor. With the game still scoreless, but the wheels came off in the second. Connor, to Gagne, in front, 
box, picks it up, steps in, shoots and scores. Here's a giveaway. Tornado centering, and Connor scores. A lot of scores. Yeah. A lot of Kyle Connor. A lot of Dominic Toninato. Mm-hmm. Four goals in about ten and a half minutes. First one was from Connor on the power play. Then it was Shifley. Then it was Toninato. Then it was Connor again. Breakdowns in their own zone were an issue. Missed time pass late on a power play for the Toninato goal. Nick Ehlers scored a power play goal in the third as well. Jets went two for five with a man advantage. The Flames were 0 for 6 as they lost 5 to nothing. Mm. Head coach, not please. Like, Vladdy did a good job for us. No score after the first, but our power play sucked and theirs was really good. And our penalty count sucked too. We're still trying to figure out our defense. We lost one of our best penalty killers last year in defense, so some guys haven't picked that part of it up for us yet. Mm. A lot of blue, every blue liner played on the penalty kill yesterday. Chris Tanev led the way, 325. Anderson and Hannafin were both, well, Anderson was 243. Hannafin just under two minutes. Uyghur just over two. Zadorov almost three minutes shorthanded. Who who do you think has the top? Who do you think has the inside track? I feel like Anderson and Hannafin are probably going to be one pair, but I wonder if they're the top pair. And then it's Tanev and who? Is it Tanev and Uyghur? Is it Tanev and Zadorov? I know that Daryl Sutter has mentioned that Zadorov is trying to add a little bit more special teams, that other type of play into his game so he can help influence the game a little bit more. He wants to be more of an impactful player, and that might be it. But at the same time, you know, sometimes watching Nikita Zadorov, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes he's outstanding. He skates well with the puck, makes a good first pass. And then sometimes he'll just throw a pizza up the middle of the ice. And shorthanded, it's all about kind of those smart decisions on the PK. So if he can do it, that would be a huge boost for this team as far as their special teams moving forward. Um, how long is the leash um, for that top line? Up to Foley, Huberto, and Lindholm. Because it looked like last night that Huberto was trying to make way too much happen. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be long. Because I thought when they played up in Edmonton, they were probably the best unit. But I would agree that yesterday there were some instances where they're maybe pushing it a little bit. I thought that much like the very first time that they were all together on a line, when you have a game that has, what, 13 power plays, 11 power plays, it's kind of hard to get into a rhythm on your top line, um, which is unfortunate and, you know, it's part of the problem. But I'd say they're probably going to get a good dozen games out of the gate to see how it goes. Is the biggest win so far in preseason the Dubé, Kadri, and Manjapani line because of the amount of chemistry they've already developed and they just look so damn good on the forecheck? I think that that could be a nice little boost because outside of the goaltending, because it's been it's, it's been it's dynamite, been ridiculous. Yeah. If Dylan Dubé can grab that spot on the right wing on the second line, that would be outstanding. Because I think Sonny Milano was not going to make this team. I don't think he's going to get a contract. I haven't seen anything that has impressed me to the point where he deserves a spot in the top six or really even in the middle six. Dylan Dubé is a guy who's been here for a long time. He won the fitness conditioning. That's a guy that I think. If you're looking at a line that can forecheck, create havoc, and just be a, a pain in the ass for the opposition, Dubé with Manjapani and Kadri is a great setup. And then it leaves you with Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund. You have some options for that third line left wing spot if you want to give Rooney a bump or you've got this new guy Zahorna in. Is that a hole for him? Mm-hmm. They, got a, they got more than enough fourth liners. Lewis, Lucic, Richie, Eakin maybe if he gets a deal. 
Right. They got options there. So there's a whole bunch of different stuff that they can do uh, as far as uh, rolling out some of the uh, players here. Wanted to mention this as well. Elsewhere in the league is signing in the wee hours of the night. I was asleep. Were you asleep? I was. Jason Robertson signed with the Dallas Stars. Four years, $31 million, $7.75 million per season. He'll join the Stars. They got one more preseason game Saturday in Minnesota. He had 41 goals last season, a huge piece of the Stars' offense, and just to get him in before the season. That's big because a lot of the insiders had been saying that these two weren't very close, but it sounds mm-hmm. like a good six-hour session, and they got this thing done. So, uh, Well, Frank Cervalli's coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll ask him about the deal. Mm-hmm. And that's the one sneaky thing that I don't think we talk enough about. It was 1 a.m. In, in the East. Yeah, I, that. And uh, Texas, much like Florida, better that's, tax system, right? It's like one of the, what, six places? Yeah. That, Tennessee, Seattle's one of them, Vegas. Florida. Like it just makes things players easier to sign deals. Yeah. You don't have and to pay tax. Little little team friendlier deal for those guys. Look how the Lightning have kept their team together mm-hmm. based on the lack of state tax in Florida. Well, you think of Evgeny Dodonov and those California teams, like they have to be good to get free agents to go there because if you're going to play in California, you have to give up way more of your paycheck than anybody else in the NHL. Yes, you get to play in California. Yeah. But you lose a considerable well, Montreal's like that too. Exactly. One of the worst places for taxes yeah. in the entire NHL. The, the Quebec government likes to wet its beak. There's some oh, 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 sign with us. We take your money. Little uh accounting corner here on the morning report for yeah, you. You're welcome. The Blue Jays took on the Orioles for their final two regular season games on Wednesday. A couple of bullpen games for the Blue Jays. They opened up a 4-0 lead in the first game, but then Mitch White came in and, and this happened. Two down here in the eighth. First pitch slammed up the right field line by Vavra. That is soaring and gone. Oh, my. Taron Vavra out of nowhere. The first career big league home run for Taron Vavra is a go-ahead three-run home run here in the eighth. So the hottie, Mitch White, gives up a three-run shot there. He's a handsome dude. 5-4. The Jays lose the first game. Another bullpen instance for the second tilt. David Phelps, Anthony Bass, Tim Meza, Casey Lawrence, Yusei Kikuchi, and Trent Thornton combined to allow just one run on four hits as the Jays beat the O's 5-1. The regular season is over 162 games. Thank God. Done. On to the postseason. They'll begin on Friday, Saturday, and maybe even Sunday. They'll play four wildcard series. Jays and Mariners, Rays and Guardians, Mets and Padres, Phillies and Cardinals all getting set. The Jays will host the Mariners for all three games. They'll go at 2.07 Friday and Saturday, then 12.07 for a deciding game three if needed. Alec Manoa will face Louis Castillo in game one, which has some interesting side storylines. Blockbuster. And then game two... We're expecting Kevin Gosman against Robbie Ray, but it has yeah. not been confirmed. That's, I uh, that's that's the one trouble spot for me. Luis Castillo's been really good since coming over to the Mariners, but Robbie Ray pitching in Toronto after winning the Cy Young there, and he's been really good the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, that's danger zone. And for some reason, the Blue Jays can't hit lefties. Like, yeah. Nope. Like, no no idea. Um, and who's who the hell is going to start game three? For the Blue Jays. Is it going to be Is it going to be Strips? Is it going to be Burrios? Is it going to be whoever wakes up on the right side of the bed? Is it going to be I everybody? I think it's going to be Stripling. I'd, I'd agree with you. Because Burrios been... was good his last start in Baltimore, but that's something we can ask Joe Siddle coming up at 8 o'clock. He'll know a lot more than we will. Yeah. And it's weird that the Blue Jays can't hit lefties because they're so righty dominant. 
and there's so much power in that lineup, but mm-hmm. for some reason they struggle against lefties. And just that Saturday game, Spidey sense is tingling. Maybe take the Mariners if you're going to have happiness. Hedge, are we going to have a right? su- Are we going to have a Sunday game? Is that what you're uh, pontificating? If that does happen, inside the lines gets cut from three hours to two hours. Boom, got to jam in all those games in two hours. Then, oh. Good job, though. Good luck, I mean. Yeah. That was the word. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I know what you meant. Uh, speaking of football. Football's here. It's like it's like daddy's home. Football's here. It's like daddy's home. It's week five. Going this evening, the Colts visit the Broncos 6-15. The Colts are 1-2-1, third in their division. The Jags and Titans are both 2-2. Two two. The Broncos are 2-2 two two as well. That has them tied for second with the Chargers in their division. The Chiefs are at the top with a 3-1 record. Colts without star running back Jonathan Taylor, as well as three defensive starters, linebacker Shaq Leonard, safety Julian Blackman, and their defensive end Tyquan Lewis. Broncos on the other side, they begin life without sophomore running back Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon and Russ Wilson, both limited in practice this week, but both going to be available. Several questionable players on the Broncos team as well. Broncos are a three and a half point favorite at home. The total for this one's set at 42 and a half. Ooh, that, we will pick either a side or total coming up in our best bet segment at uh, 730. But the Colts, that's a team I really liked heading into the season. Really good defense. One of the best offensive lines in all of football. You think Matt Ryan going to go in there as one the MVP in the league. Finally, he's got an offensive line in front of him. He doesn't have to run for his life. It's Decent receivers. It's not been good. No, it has not. Uh, he's been holding on to the football a little too long. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. And if you drafted Jonathan Taylor number one overall in your fan draft, you're like, okay, um, now he's hurt. Now you're panicking. Oh, boy, is my fantasy football season in the toilet because that's what kind of it feels like. Could you imagine if you went CMC first overall last year and Jonathan Taylor first overall this year? Oh, man. That would but be what are the ch- You might quit. But you're also a jerk that you got the number one pick two straight years in a row in your league. Is the number one pick that great? Because everyone tells you who you're supposed to take and then right. look at the it's last no two brainer. seasons. It's a no-brainer. And then if you're in the snake draft, you got to wait all the way for it to come all the Which way back. Which is the only way it should be is the snake draft. You don't like auction drafts? We don't uh, I do that. like auction, but if, if you're just doing the yeah. normal format, you can't do that. Uh, we'll have a snake draft for our World Cup teams coming Perfect. up in November. Um, a tease for three months from now, two months from now, a little next bit, month. A little bit more football here for you, too. Okay, uh, a little it. CFL. Stampeders are off this week. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. He takes care of business, and he's, he's a good leader for our team. That's a good octopus. Mm-hmm. He's talking there about Jameer Thurman, who yesterday was announced as one of the top performers for the month of September. Mr. Business, Jameer Thurman, led the team in their last five games for defensive tackles with 31. Also had three tackles for loss and an interception. He's been outstanding since missing three games with a knee injury. They also signed Malik Henry, the receiver. He gets a three-year contract extension. That's the biggest piece of the news for the Stamps on the day of the CFL trade deadline. The second-year Stamp Henry had 62 catches for 1,023 yards and eight touchdowns prior to this bye week. The Stampeders did not trade Bo Levi Mitchell as well. He'll be here for the rest of the year. And then after that, who knows? He's a free agent. Probably not here but at least one more ride in the red and white for the gunslinger as he tries to get another great cup ring. You want to do a little bit of fan news? Or, I do. Or, or, I would love to do some fan news. Okay, well, I got a couple of things. We talked about it in the open a little bit, but um, number one, Aaron Judge's home run ball was caught um, by the guy who we don't love. But in no. the clip, you can see the dude who jumps into who the jumped? bullpen. That guy had a plan. That guy had a plan. Jumped into the bullpen. He's okay. We wanted the injury report yesterday, found out he's okay. He fell. He didn't break any bones. 
and security decided not to press any charges or anything like that. So they oh. just said, go on your way. Sorry you didn't catch the ball. Please don't later. jump into the bullpen again. Now, that guy, I think, is going to be a trailblazer for all future home runs. Because what we saw Aaron Judge's 61st home run get hit into the Blue Jays' bullpen. If you're a fan, and actually the, the height from where you could sit into the Blue Jays' bullpen, you would break a leg. But I think he's a trailblazer. He's a trendsetter. He's gonna now a lot of fans would be like, that guy in Texas didn't break his legs. He jumped, didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm gonna do the same thing. Because honestly, would you break a leg for a couple million? Yeah, I oh, think you 100%, would. hundred percent. Unless it's my femur, because you can die from that and cuts one of the big arteries okay, in your you're leg. Right. But, but if I uh, like a tibby or Think a fibby, no, no problem. problem. Yeah, oh yeah. Ankle? Like just foot, just like dislocate Not a your whole ankle, foot. no problem. No, uh, ankle. for a couple million ankle, I don't love. I don't. I don't love dislocating my ankle. Like Patrick, I think we can put um, Maddie's leg on this table, grab a hammer, and mm-hmm. smash it repeatedly for a couple mil. He'd be okay with it. I think so too. Yeah, I done. Yeah. I've done worse for See, a lot. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, I think we probably this guy, have to take a key few whacks at it. But this, yeah, yeah, this. Well, he's, why? What are you implying? Why? I don't. Like strong implying? bones. Bone, bones are strong. It like takes he drank a lot, a lot to of break milk a bone, when he was young. Man. Is Big that milk what guy. it is? Yeah. Um, I think this guy's going to be a trailblazer. Good for him. He has a plan. So what do you do? Jump into a bullpen or jump into the area where there's a space between the fence and the fans to catch a ball that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think a lot of people will do it, and I think a lot of people will start doing it. You know what's important is after you do it, get the ball authenticated, because if you don't, you're going to lose a lot of money. Oh, man. Uh, other buddy caught the 703rd home run ball hit by Albert Pujols and uh, did not get it authenticated before he left the building. Just had to had to beetle out of there. Probably a little bit worried that it might get pinched from him or something yeah. like that. He might get jumped, so he left. Uh, obviously was unaware that you have to get that authenticated. And in every MLB stadium, there are individuals who authenticate bats, helmets, gloves, you name it, whatever. They'll do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it before you leave the dome, uh, the, the stadium on that particular day. And, and he did not. No, and now the value has plummeted. Yeah, it's it's just like playing your lottery numbers over and over again and then not playing your lottery numbers. And then they hit. That's essentially what this guy did. He forgot to play his lottery numbers because he didn't get the ball authenticated. Like I, 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 I don't even know what, where he, like the odds of him catching it are so minuscule, so minute. And now all of a sudden you have this once in a lifetime opportunity that you literally just threw away. It's just like uh, Anthony Lasagna in Toronto who dropped the Aaron judge ball, hit him in the glove. Yep. Like you think he's gotten over that? No, probably not. You, you don't think he's not going to think about that Mm-mm. the rest of his life while he's lying in bed, trying to fall asleep. What if I would have caught that ball? This guy's now like, I can't believe I left the stadium and didn't authenticate that ball. It's literally cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even millions. Unbelievable. And last uh, fan news. These guys weren't really fans, but there was a couple that was at the uh, Rams game. Yeah. One of them got um, caught trying to run onto the field before she hit the field. So you never saw her on the broadcast, but you saw the lad running around. He had a shirt. They were from direct action everywhere, which were like mad that a, a pig farm got stolen from or something along the lines. It's probably something worse than that. But in the end, Buddy went out on the field and Bobby Wagner, he went helmet to helmet, textbook hit, took him out, security uh, scooped him up, threw him in the tank, let him on his way later, no problem. Buddy has since filed a police report um, saying that there was blatant assault by the two Rams players, Tack McKinley and uh, Mr. Wagner, 
Sean McVay is the head coach of the LA Rams. He sounds really worried about this lawsuit. I think that we all know uh, where Bobby's intentions were, um, you know, and I support Bobby Wagner. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with that. I don't think anybody would disagree. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And then he walked away. Now, I got, I got a different spit on this real quick before sure. we go. Have you seen the photo of the two victims with their tickets? It's, it's, the, it's the girl and it's the guy. Big smiles. I'm getting a lot of uh, boyfriend vibes from this guy. A friend zoned? No, boyfriend vibes. Or maybe even friend zone. And he's like, you know what she goes, you know what we should do? We should run on the field on Monday Night Football. He's like, babe, I got this. A, babe, I got us Rams yeah. tickets. We can yeah. go watch the Rams. Yeah, awesome. It's going to be and awesome. Like, I know love what we the Rams. Should do. Yeah, we should protest this. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh God. This like, again? I'm really into her, and okay. I don't want to do this, but what's going to happen if I do do this? It's going to be easy street for me. I think that's potentially what could have happened. Because nobody wants to get an open field tackle by Bobby Wagner. Nobody wants that to happen to them. Probably not. I like. I'm feeling boyfriend girlfriend vibes with this couple, and maybe he was like, "Uh, okay, I guess so, honey." Yeah, I hate that pig farm thing. What a tragedy <laughs> that is. Let's run onto the field and get smoked by an NFL linebacker. Ouch! Lights out. No thanks. But what? But what? Okay, so moving forward, if okay, so let's say there's a lawsuit. Let's say whatever, and he actually wins. Isn't that an open invitation for you, for fans, then just to run on the field and hopefully you get hit by a professional athlete? This isn't too much different of a conversation of can I smash your ankle for $2 million, right? It's, it's, it's in the similar vein. Will you run on the field for a certain amount of fame, understanding that you have a possibility of getting smoked by an NFL player and maybe yeah. getting a little payday out of it? But also, isn't it like blatant trespassing? It absolutely is. And the safety of the players is, you There's know, like a, as Bobby Wagner said, I don't know if the guy's anything in his pocket. That's why they blew him up. Yeah. But nothing beats the classic Rob Ray clip of him f- feeding the fan <laughs> at the old odd, just punching the guy repeatedly in the face. That's probably my best fan interaction clip of all time. Great job, Matty. Thanks. I appreciate Thought it. Thought I put my best foot forward. Uh, the Morning Report brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. All right, straight ahead, uh, NHL insider Frank Saravalli for the Daily Faceoff and your chance to win a prized piece of sporting memorabilia. We'll do that in the 7 o'clock hour. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.